Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Grow with Joe. We have Penny here from the Clean and Tidy Home Show and she's going to be explaining her journey from start to finish, how she got into events and all those kind of things. So first of all, thank you for being here, Penny. Thanks for having me. And second of all, if you can just explain your journey, how did you start? How did you get to the point you're at now? And yeah, just give us a brief little timeline. So um, I've worked in events for more than 15 years. I actually studied event management at university. Um, super passionate about what you can do when you bring the right people together. Uh, and I've worked across lots of different industries, technology, pharmaceutical, design. I've worked for events like the Ideal Phone Show. Um, you might be familiar with the National Wedding Fairs, Baby and Toddler Shows. Um, so uh, exhibitions are really my, my forte. Um, and a few years ago, I started following a lady called Mrs. Hinch on Instagram, mm -hmm. who some of you may be familiar yes. with. Um, and having seen over my career that there are events for everything, including concrete and lifts and elevators, kind of you name it, there's an event for it. I was thinking there should really be something for this community that are really interested in cleaning their home. And it was kind of a passing uh, thought and didn't really have the opportunity at that point to do anything with that idea. Uh, but a series of events being made redundant on my first maternity leave, um, going into lockdown, having my second child, losing control of my home, kind of almost created this perfect storm that almost got rid of all those other barriers of, of entry to the world of working for myself. Um, and my second son was born on the 6th of January uh, in 2021. And by the 29th of January, I'd set up Latch Events um, with a view to launching the King and Tidy Home Show um, uh, a year later. Um, and it was really from losing control of my home, as I'm sure so many people did when going into lockdown, I was suddenly mumming full-time, working full-time, using the dining room uh, table as my office opposite my husband, um, eating more meals than I'd ever done before, you know, really changing the way that I'd uh, use my home. But I turned to social media uh, for solutions and support and see how everybody else was doing, a little bit like I did when I first became a mum. And that was the point that I realised that there's not just the likes of Mrs Hinch and Stacey Solomon, but a huge, huge community of people with different types of homes, different solutions, and uncovered associations like the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organisers who've been running for a number of years now with more than 400 members and the British Institute of Cleaning Science and amazing charities like the Hygiene Bank um, and Hoarding UK um, and so really for me this became something that wasn't just about serving that cleaning community but actually for everybody who wants to make their home a place that is happier, healthier and ultimately serve their lifestyle better. There's a lot of interesting bits in there um kind of don't know where to start really um i mean first and foremost the the thing that stuck out to me the most was the kind of this was bred out of necessity it kind of you got to a point where you just had like you had your child you were kind of made redundant during um maternity leave and then there was obviously covid going on so kind of sometimes we are forced to make tough decisions that we were maybe on the fence about was that did all those things coming together, did that make it easier for you to make that decision or did it make you kind of just think, oh, I like this now or never? It was a bit like it was now or never. It was almost the worst time and the best time all the same time. Um, and my first maternity leave, through the night trying to stay awake, I would watch seven series of great books to off while feeding my child. Whereas my uh, second maternity leave, I thought, I'm going to do something a bit better with this. And that was actually when I would write my business plan. So I'd be going through social media and writing notes <clears> and doodling different things. 
Um, and it was really challenging trying to strike that balance of having two young children, but also having this idea that was just gnawing away at me. And it got to the point really that I had to do something about it. So I think the necessity mm. also came from, from that idea that was just annoying me. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people that don't have like an entrepreneurial mindset or don't really run a business, they kind of, they clock in, they do their work, they go home, which is fine. But I very much, I'm one of those people as well, where I've, I've never been able to turn off certain things. Like it's literally, you wake up in the morning and it's all you think, it's the first thing you think about. You go to bed, you're thinking about it, you dream about it. It literally just takes over your head. And it's kind of like, if I don't do something about this, I will probably go crazy. Like it's, you, you really do have to do it. Um, so obviously you launched the first event company on the 29th of January, 2021. Um, was that the date of your first event or was that when you started the company? What, give me some That's more detail. That's when I started the, the company. So that was really when I actually kind of solidified the fact and kind of committed that I'm, I'm going to make something of this. Um, and then it was a real challenge uh, financially. I'd always anticipated going back to work quite quickly after my second child as well. Um, and it was how are we going to make this work um but with trying to balance support from my family in terms of childcare or working through the evening or husband taking children at the weekend and we having a few hours to either speak to people or do some more research we kind of muddled through um and then it got to the point where um i was asking for uh, support or ideas and actually was blown away by the amount of people that were happy to have a conversation with me or say well i can do this for you um, just to help me get off the ground but I think that that decision making process around the finances and the time with my my family and indeed looking after my home versus nurturing idea the idea was quite challenging because I think mm. when you work for somebody else there's kind of a there's a process or there's five days a week you might be expected to be in the office and there's some boundaries whereas a bit like you say I didn't really have any and so I felt like I was almost you know, mumming, wifing, um, doing the business all at 110%. And I think that was really quite challenging to try and find the balance, the balance not to completely drive myself into the ground. How did, how did you find that balance? A lot of test and learn, um, I would say. A lot of serious conversations with myself. Um, we've heard the term build back better. And I think for me, this was a whole process of doing that for myself too. Mm. Um, I was still getting used to the fact of being a mum to one, let alone now two, um, mm. and becoming a business owner, which you talk about that entrepreneurial mindset. I think I've always had that in any role that I've been in, but I've always been really wary of going it alone, probably because I know that I don't switch off and actually the boundaries mm. that are given to me in a, in a kind of full-time position working for somebody else almost mm. gave me a bit more structure and so I was really nervous about that so I think yeah a lot of lots of testing and um, tears not gonna lie um but really the support network that I've got through friends and family that were just totally supportive um and my biggest champions I think really really helped me through but yeah there were definitely a few checkpoints along the way yeah, for sure. We we kind of touched on before before we jumped on here about um, kind of leaning into communities and stuff. And obviously, my my first company was in fitness, and and obviously, fitness is huge in communities. And I very much built my business off of favors like I'll scratch your back, you'll scratch mine. And it kind of sounds like you you've done the same thing with this. Yeah, totally. And even moving into phase two because it was a bit like right year year one. So the the first show was uh, last October, um, and the idea was. We'll, let's support each other in this way for year one and we'll read it for year two but actually that currency of kindness has continued through and there's um, a good friend of mine um, who helps with the operations for the event or the logistics 
um, and I actually then help her sell her business at certain times of the year. And we've agreed that that's a really great way of not only getting to see each other, um, <laughs> but but also a really great way of using our different skill sets to support each other through now her, her own business as well, which is really lovely. And so um, I think that there are a lot of ways that I've worked with people that I didn't even anticipate. I had, I had friends that were paying for their own hotels to come and stay at the event and said, I'm working for you for free, whether you want it or not. And that kind of, you know, opportunity to kind of pay things back. And I will always carry that forward now, um, mm -hmm. which is just so lovely. Yeah, I think it when you become, a, well, well, you don't become an entrepreneur. I believe you're born an entrepreneur. But when you start a business, you very much, one, feel like you have to do it on your own and two, feel like you can't ask for help when really like your friends and family are crying out to just like, even if they say, right, let me just hold your baby for an hour so you can yeah. sleep. Like literally just any, and it's actually when you lean on that community and you lean on friends, family, uh, clients, whatever, actually you get more done and you can be more efficient and you enjoy it more. So definitely, I, I agree with you there with, with leaning on people around you. And it's hard, it is hard to kind of let them in and let them help. But as you've seen, like if, if I was running a trade show and one of my, my friends said, look, mate, I'm going to pay for a hotel the night before I'm going to come, I'm going to work for you for free. Let's hammer this out. I would be so gobsmacked, but so grateful at the same time. Um, what what's kind of the biggest way? Like has, has someone helped you in a massive way or is it just kind of small little things like that? Is there any is there one specific one or two specific things you can remember? Or There are so many examples. Um, and I mentioned my family. I think actually the whole family breathed a sigh of relief after the first event. It's like they'd all been feeling the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and bless my my uh, mum and dad and my siblings as well they were either working at the events um so my sister and her boyfriend were manning the um help desk um i had my um other brother and his girlfriend helping with account management and different things like that um and you know what was so lovely about that is that because they were so invested and i knew that they would represent me mm. and the show and our values so well um, people really got to develop relationships with them and we actually in, were able to introduce them on social media and things like that before the show so rather than just working with hostesses that we might not have known who was going to be there mm. um, certainly for our community some of whom haven't been to London before or haven't been to an event or were nervous to come um, I really think that 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 helps so they knew to ask my sister Lottie on the help desk as an example was was really nice um, but there's so many examples anywhere through the contractors that we've worked with, some of whom I've worked with for a number of years, but others were quite new, especially over COVID, quite a lot of contractors in the industry changed. Um, and they were super happy to, to help um, a launch. Um, our health and safety officer said, look, I'd love to help you. And, you know, I'd love to work with you moving forwards, but otherwise he was giving his time for free. Um, so there are so many people that I think would just really want, especially in that events community, really want launches to happen to really you know, increase the opportunity within our industry. Um, and I think, again, it's that paying it forward, trusting that you're going to do mm. the same. Um, and I'm a massive advocate of things like mentoring. Um, and I joined a, a mentoring program as a mentee a number of years ago. This year, I'm, I'm back as a mentor. Um, mm. And so I think it's really, really important that currency of kindness, as long as you're kind of keeping that that thing going. Um, mm. And I think that's what's made it easier to accept help, whereas it was so mm. challenging before. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I literally posted um, <clears throat> on Instagram the other day, one of my posts and the caption was always pay it forward. Um, I had a very successful client who owns the biggest private swimming lesson company in the country. And he was always so helpful for me when I, I was driving around in, a, in a, an Astra, which was like five, six, seven different shades of red. I was pulling 
cruddy kit out of my car to train him in his garden. And he was just so helpful with everything. And I was like, why are you being so helpful to me? Like, because in the beginning you tell people these ideas and they think, oh, you're not going to do that. Or mate, it's hard, mate. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Do you have it in you? Whereas I always, always back to myself and he was very much one of the only people in the beginning that really kind of believed in me. And I said, why, why are you giving me so much help for free? Like you're literally paying me to train you. And then during that session, giving me thousands of pounds worth of advice. And he said, pay it forward. He's like, eventually the good karma will come back round to me. And over the last four or five years, he's grown exponentially. I've done the same and I've grown in connections. And it's like, yeah, always pay it forward because you never know who's going to need something for you or conversely, who can do something for you in your time of need. And I think that like, yeah, seeing that for you work as well is, is a great, great thing. Yeah, and I think that's something I've always been super, super passionate about is is people and, and really what you can achieve when you get the right people together. And ultimately, I think that's what events can really help with. It's almost like manufactured serendipity is a phrase that we've used quite a few times. Um, and, you know, I was just reaching out to people on Instagram as well, saying, hi, I, I love what you're doing on your account. Um, and there were, there were literally influencers or experts that were happy to kind of give their time and, and say, we'll totally be there. Um, and yeah, the amount of people that the amount of things that people did without expecting anything back, but ultimately have benefited now from the process. And it's so lovely, whether it be PR opportunities or speaking opportunities at the show or connections that have been made since to be able to give that back is really lovely. Yeah, um, no, for sure. Couldn't agree more. It's interesting to see that like you kind of you've done the outreach as well to people that you don't know and they've, they've been willing to help. Um, what would you kind of recommend with that? Like, how would you recommend to people to approach that if they were sitting there thinking, oh, OK, cool. Like, I'd I'd like to get help with that. How would you like approach those situations? I think authenticity is really important uh, and explaining kind of where you're you're coming from um, and also something that I've had to learn is to have a thicker skin that not everybody is going to kind of come back to you especially if you're reaching out to people in their Instagram DMs you know there's people that will come back and there might be others that don't and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not interested it might be that they haven't seen it as an example um but just to give it a go I think um and be open to listen to them I think that's the first thing whenever I'm speaking to people is I've got this idea but I really want to hear what you're interested in and what you're looking for and mm. especially when working with the brands that we do uh, it's a case of this is the platform that we've got and we'd love you to come and take a stand but I'd like to understand what are your objectives and what have been your biggest challenges with marketing and what can we do and really looking to make those kind of bespoke connections that are genuinely authentic yeah no I, I agree with that um, I think a lot of people kind of ask and don't necessarily always give um, and I think if you're going to reach out to someone I really like the idea of saying like actually I've got this idea what are your thoughts on that I think that would that if someone messaged me that I'd be like oh wicked oh, yeah, that's cool I'll give my input and then you are, you are actually kind of getting the answers you need from them on kind of how to how to move things forward so um so with regards to the the events and stuff like that how often do you run them is it like a monthly thing is it an annual thing a, year, a biannual so thing at the moment uh, an annual thing so our next event will be on the 14th and 15th of october at xl london um so that'll be the second time we'll be at xl but it's really important for us that we're building 
the community and facilitating connections. There are some people that perhaps can't get to London. And um, so we're exploring uh, regionalized meetups on a smaller scale that we uh, hope to run more often. Um, and we're also looking at other locations that we can we can go to. Um, and that's something that we're really doing some research on and making sure that our, our stakeholders are happy with, with what we're doing and there's general interest there. And that's what's so lovely now is kind of taking this to the next level. We've got that ready-making, ready-made kind of working group, if you like, and um committed uh if you like to kind of move things forward which is really great yeah no that, that that sounds awesome so obviously you have one event a year but then how do you kind of how do you monetize the business throughout the year or do you, do you just make it all from from that or is there other products and services you sell during the year how do you make that work at the moment the majority uh for the event but we're actually moving to working with certain brands on a retainer basis and supporting them more with social media campaigns pr outreach uh, and we actually had um, a relatively new business uh, come on board, uh, Gleam and Gloss. Uh, they've just um, launched a, or recently launched a, a cleaning product. Um, and already they just from an announcing the fact that they're working with us, they've had their biggest day of sales yet. So um, brands mm. are really seeing the impact all year round. Uh, we have an amazing group uh, of ambassadors called our Shine Squad. <laughs> Uh, we had uh, 30 uh, for last year year's event, but we've had so much interest that we're expanding that affiliate network now. So uh, the power of their reach. So uh, I think the last cut up we did with the 30, they've got about 6 million reach across Instagram and, and TikTok, which is amazing. But now with our even bigger group, um, the reach is going to be uh, even wider. So I think that's what is going to be the uh, opportunity for us moving forward is making sure that we are making the most of every opportunity within our mm. community. Yeah, because I guess like my when when obviously thinking before getting on, I was kind of looking at the business and, and seeing how you work. And I was thinking from my point point of view, where I, I, I run a fitness business, like I said, so I'm seeing people multiple times a week, they continue like they bring their friends. It's a very continuous thing. Whereas I would be hesitant with like the one event a year, there'd be so much pressure on that. So it's interesting yeah. to see the ways that you're kind of getting retainers and affiliate marketing to kind of monetize that business throughout the year. Cause I suppose that cleaning products run out. So I mean, they last a month, two weeks, six weeks, whatever. So there is obviously opportunities for brands to then come in and say, look, we are, we are offering this. Like I know the pink stuff went huge with Mrs. Hinch. Um, yeah. like They're one of our exhibitors. And they play they? with us as well. Yeah. Plug. <laughs> Plug. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the pink stuff, I'm not going to lie, is incredible. Like, I am not, I'm not one of those guys. I, I, I just know it works. Um, like, I'll be desperate for something to be clean. And like, I remember like seeing it in the cupboard and I'm like, oh, mum, does this work? And she's like, yeah, yeah, really good. Use it. And you're like, oh, this is, this is done wonders. So I'm not, I can't, I can't lie. I'm not going to be as anywhere near as clued up as you are, but I know that there are some products out there. Like, I love smelly stuff. So like the flora stuff smells really good. And there are certain products that obviously that, that do work and work really well. Um, so it's, it's cool to see that obviously you're then monetizing that community in a way to kind of say, look guys, these are the brands we're working with. Um, we can obviously get affiliate marketing discounts and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting because like I said, the one thing that would scare me personally is how much pressure would then be on that one event, um, which I, I imagine- I think COVID in... taught a lot of us in the events and exhibitions industry that that's a dangerous game. Um, yeah. I think the, the, the challenging thing is that uh, for a long time, uh, the events industry's looked at this kind of 365 community and, and how you can engage with the around, but it tends to be, 
Yeah, no, I think touching on what you said is that like COVID did very much change the way everything works, um, sometimes for the better, but sometimes for the worse. And I think that, yeah, like it's great. It's just it's just really impressive for me because I my initial hesitation was how do they make this like the pressure of one event of the year? Like, oh, my God, I would die. Um, so it's really interesting to see the way you've kind of just mellowed that out and just gone. We've got that. We're going to keep ourselves busy doing this, this, and this. Like you said, you're a mentor now for the same mentee program that you did. Um, and like you are kind of building that community. And I've seen kind of initially, on, you've obviously, you follow me on Instagram, which is it was really cool to see how you've made that work. And you've got obviously nearly 14,000 followers on there, which I guess is a lot of the community. Like, have you done a lot of kind of lives where you've kind of joined up with the influencers or, or how have you managed to build that following? So I know a lot of people, especially ones I, I speak to, they, they struggle to grow their social media. How have you managed to do that? We've tried lots of different things, um, and yes, we certainly have um, done a few lives, but if I'm being honest, I think that was my biggest challenge, having been inspired by so many people with amazing following and brands that, that were doing such amazing things on social media. It was like, how am I going to kind of show up? It wasn't my speciality by any means. Um, so uh, I think that's been a real, real learning curve. Uh, I tried to be as present as possible. And what's lovely is that even visitors that were coming to the show were asking to see me, and which was, which was really lovely. Um, but really, again, it's been a bit of a, a test and learn. Um, we hit 10,000 followers over the uh, weekend of the event back in October. Um, and then in the couple of weeks following, we increased near enough to, to where we are now. Um, so certainly the, the event itself had an mm -hmm. impact. And I mean, you couldn't even, there were so many story shares and things like that. Which you can keep up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's just been trying to be as consistent as possible, keep showing up and try different things. If something works, try that again. Um, but I think it's really about you know, not just posting for the sake of it, but, but having something mm. kind of interesting to say. Uh, but we're certainly still learning on that front. Yeah. What is the biggest issue, barrier, problem that you've faced since starting this company? Can you say it? Uh, so many too. Yeah. So I, I think I mentioned the kind of uh, balance of my expectations of myself, I think, were mm. a massive barrier. Um, but the... Um, Queen bless her passing um, just before our event really, really impacted our campaign. We got 10 days um, worth of 
campaign, which is really struggle. Um, then just after that, we found out that we had rail strikes over our weekend and our event. So went into the event a little wounded. And going back to your mm. uh, point about there being the kind of financial pressure on that one weekend a year, yes. um, really challenging. Um, but the community showing up and people getting on coaches at two o'clock in the morning to get there saying the rail strikes aren't going to work us was just incredible and um, we were certainly impacted in terms of numbers but still the exhibitors were incredibly uh pleased with um mm. the, with, with the experience and um uh, so many of them broke even day one which is always a good sign of a, yeah. a, of a good exhibition um and essentially met the objectives they needed to so we are hoping that you never know with with the world and and with events but we won't be impacted <laughs> by such things next year or this year i should say in 2023 yes um and yeah we're we're certainly set to uh, double our audience um uh, this year which is really exciting that would yeah i mean i've got my fingers crossed for you i think it's about time that 2023 returned to some sort of normality it has been chaos with yeah events cancelled because of covid like weddings events um holidays like every even i i have two chronic conditions so even like going to the hospital and having scans and procedures and stuff have been cancelled and pushed back and moved and everything in life has just been a bit of a shambles i think for the last few years so just a level of normality where you can kind of like predict i guess um that more people turn up but if i had if i was throwing an event and someone got on a bus at 2 a.m i would literally like bow at their feet and be like thank you so much for coming through and i think it's important for people to remember the effort that other people if they are buying into your business like this is their hard-earned money it's their time like if they are coming to visit yes okay they're going to get products out of it they're going to get to learn things and it's something they've chosen to do but like i think it's key to remember like the effort that that the customers and, and consumers will put in to, to get there um conversely to the, the work the worst things that have happened what is the best thing that's happened in, in your journey so far is there one key moment that you think oh my god like i'm so glad i did this i think fact that when I was at the event over the weekend and I think I'd had about 30 minutes sleep um on Friday night I've allowed myself to have um <laughs> just, I did not feel like I worked a second that I was mm. there and I think that kind of realization um that I was just so proud and all of the values that I stand by and that, that I'd I'd managed to build a business based on the fact that you can be kind to each other and you can support each other. Um, you know, even we've been warning people about, you know, do you want to take a stand at the show? Oh, no, I'm not sure it's quite right for us. No problem. I still love to stay in touch. I'd love to better understand your business and if there's any other way that I can help, you know, and rather than it just being a hard sell. And I think, um, you know, I've, not every company I've worked at has been a, been a hard sell, but there's other kind of financial pressures, which in some ways you think, there'd be more so when it's your own but actually it would be more important for me to do it the right way even if it failed mm -hmm. um and so to just develop those lovely relationships with people and, and that realization that this is really what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this is my purpose mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i think was really lovely but um, we also had mrs hinch and stacy solomon attend as guests on the sunday which was lovely no and way. that mm -hmm. moment was magical to just i mean there were so many interactions with people that had made friends uh through instagram in years gone by that never had the opportunity to meet that were literally running up to each other in the aisles um but to see the reaction of people that 
from a mental health perspective has been mm. you know really supported by accounts like Mrs Hinch and to see that reaction and you know there again the tears there were hugs there was joy um I think again for me that the kind of power of people and connections was really um prominent in that in that moment and that was really magical to see yeah no that that sounds like genuinely incredible um and I actually I saw uh, a post on Instagram yesterday that said um people don't buy like what you're selling they buy like who you are kind of thing as a like lots like for example like with, again with fitness it's just it's what I know like there are how many PTs do you know how many personal trainers and boot camps and gyms and there's that everywhere in abundance and it's like why me why should they sign up with me and it, it definitely is making those connections with the people and I think that awesome to have Stacey and, and Mrs Hinch there that's really cool did was that kind of did they attend because they wanted to did you have to kind of reach out to them they attended because they wanted to Oh, yeah, so which, which, was, which was so lovely and I think that's one thing moving forward with the with the show is that we're not going to be affiliated with one particular account this is very much an event for all and I think that was really important to me especially when we were looking at our ambassadors is you know if you are a 16 year old at home with your parents and you want to find calm in your bedroom or you are a mother of five that's trying to deal with toys or you are uh you know a, a six-year-old whose kids have, have left the home and you're looking to downsize mm. this is for you and whether you're somebody who uh cleans or organizes yourself or actually you want somebody to help you do that we're massive advocates for, for getting support as you mentioned before so so many of us find challenges in that um mm. and it might be that you you might not necessarily want to have someone clean your home once a week but actually you've got that deep cleaner and then dependency or something like that you know so it's about it fitting you and, and, and what's what suits you best um mm. but yeah it was absolutely lovely um that that, that they decided to uh, attend like like any other visitor which was just absolutely brilliant and um one other uh, highlight uh, as part of the campaign is, I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Kondo, um, who uh, does a show on, on, on Netflix. She talks about um, sparking joy in the home, and that's how you should decide whether you should declutter it, because if it brings you joy, then essentially you should keep it. Um, and it's all about keeping the same thing uh, together um, and a really wonderful approach to kind of decluttering and organising in the home. Um, but uh, she is based in the States, um, uh, an American company, they actually exhibited with us um, as, a, as a high level sponsor and they're going to be returning again for this year um, and we're hoping that she's actually going to come over and that she's again somebody who's got a following of about 5 million followers um, which is super super exciting so that was a, a to kind of and we've even got people coming over from Brussels this year and so we're yeah in terms of that uh, wider reach we're, we're certainly not restricted to the UK which is which is really lovely yeah no it seems like you're really getting some legs on this which is great for starting it and great for persevering um i can't i can't even imagine the excitement you must feel at the thought that someone's coming over from brussels just for this event like that must fill you with so much joy which is which is awesome and again it's it's why you do it um starting a business yes obviously everyone does it to make money we have bills to pay we need to buy food there are necessities we need but there's this level of joy that getting get again referencing fitness i know but when i get a client a result and they're like oh my god joe without you without mitfit like this would never i'm the happiest i've ever been like you could literally give me a ferrari and it wouldn't give me as much joy as as that person that one client saying that one thing and it's it's again we've touched on a lot it's the community aspect and i didn't realize there was such a big cleaning community um because i i for one i like to be clean i like the smells i like but i have no idea what anything does i kind of i'm looking in the cupboards like 
Um, like, I get there the, is this a total this... gap of knowledge. I think. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing that I realised um, becoming <clears throat> a homeowner, a wife, and mum. It was like, right, at what point am I suddenly going to know what I'm doing? And at no point in the rest of my life has it just come to me how to run a business or whatever. You know, you've either got to try mm. things, you've got to research it, someone's going to tell you. And so I think there is such an expectation uh, on us to lead these, you know, perfect lives with the perfect mm. homes. Um, but there's that real gap, gap in education, which I'm hoping that we can really help with. And that's certainly with working with our partners like the British Institute of Clean and Science, who talk about, you know, to bleach or not to bleach. Um, <laughs> it, it's an interesting uh, conversation, um, mm. I think. And so um, just to be able to empower people. And in terms of uh, people attending, uh, we've had 25% of people attended the event on their own, um, which I think in terms of Wow. an event like this typically you'd go with your friend your mum your sister or whoever um but to have 25 percent of people to to come this really to be their kind of friendship mm. network their passion um but also a third of our audience um purchased tickets because uh their main objective was to make friends and so i think mm. i'm sure you probably see an element of that mm. in fitness as well yeah um and about it just really being something that you're interested you know irrespective of whether you've got friends or others that are going to kind of support you you kind of find find your tribe as such don't you mm. oh yeah no for sure um and it's it's really cool that like 25 percent went on their own knowing that it's a safe space knowing that they could travel there they were gonna people were gonna talk to them because it's always when you go to an event or something on your i went to a wedding in ibif and i didn't really i didn't know anyone it's kind of like, everyone's like grown up together they're all from manchester i'm from cambridge like i literally know the bride and groom and that is it um so going into events it is kind of it is scary especially if you're a bit of an introvert or maybe you don't get out much or, or you don't see many people or with covid and or maybe you're working from home now so knowing that 25 percent of people went there on their own and felt safe to do that i think that speaks volumes to, to what you set up which is personally i think that's really really cool um which leads me on to my next question where where are we going from here what what is the next three four five years what do, what do they have in store obviously event 14th 15th of october this 14th, year 15th of october this year um and we will be back at excel um yearly is the plan so that will be our our kind of flagship show um certainly the regional i've moved up so we've got a few conversations with um different retailers about potentially doing a few pop-up events and different things with them um which is super exciting um but we've also got eyes on going overseas perhaps uh in the future so working on a few opportunities there but i think what's so important to me is that this is done at the right pace and we keep that sense of community um as much as you know i, I want the event to be successful it's about so much more than mm -hmm. than this being a, a financial opportunity for me as mm -hmm. i say i've found such a sense of purpose um in this um and so we want to make sure that people continue to feel safe within that environment. So we just want to make sure that we're, we're balancing kind of expansion and, and growth with keeping the same values and, and mm. sense of community. What so I mean, you don't have to say numbers if you don't want to, but like your what kind of numbers do you expect at this event, people-wise? So we are expecting uh, at this event 12,000 people over over the weekend. 12,000 people? <laughs> we delivered 6,000 this year. We were on track to do a lot more uh, until we had the, the challenges. Um, yes. So, yeah, we're at 12,000 is, is the figure we're aiming for this year. And we've already sold so many tickets, uh, people that have already booked hotels and things like that to come down. Wow. 
um, which is really, really lovely. So looking forward to getting everybody together. And as I say, the community aspect is really important. So we have things like connect and chat sessions and opportunities mm. to do meet and greets and different things like that, so that we can really make sure that it's not just an influx of, of people, that there really are connections being made. No, I really, really rate that approach. Yeah, like you said, not just a case of an event where you pay for your ticket, you turn up. Like if you get on with it, you get on with it. If you don't, you don't. It's kind of saying, right, it's six months away, but you bought a ticket, you're definitely coming. Here's five more people from Preston that are coming. Like maybe you can jump on a train together. Like if you are like if you are one of the twenty five percent coming on your own. Like it's no, I think that's a really, really cool way of going about it and kind of really pushing home that that sense of community and stuff and safety as well. It's, it's really, I, I do really genuinely like how safe I'm getting a feel of, of this, of this event is because, um, primary, I mean, I'm guessing, and this might be stereotyping, but I mean, most of my audience are female primarily, I'm guessing most of your customers are female. Yeah, we're yeah. absolutely for everybody. And it was really important that mm. that's in all of our, our messaging and certainly in terms of the speakers that we had on the stages and the mix of ambassadors that we had. Um, but but certainly it tends to be tends to be the case that it's it tends yeah. to be more more women that come. Good. Yeah, I mean, I mean it is what it is. Like every, like Mitfit is, is open to men and women. We work with kids, like we work with all kinds of ages, abilities and stuff, but it's primary sometimes it does just happen to go a certain way. Um, but it's great to see that it's a main mainly women that turn up, but it is such a safe event. That is that is super cool. I really do like that. Um so if someone was wanting to go, how do they how do they get involved? Absolutely. Yeah. So tickets can be purchased from cleanlinkfidyfidyshow.com. Um, take a look on the website. There's loads of different information about either brands participating or tips and tricks. Um, I've mentioned things like mental health, really important to us. We even had sessions on things like culture in the home. Uh, we had a, a doctor, uh, a dog expert who um, said about how you can get your dogs to wipe their feet on the way in from the gardens. There's a whole I need to know whole that <laughs> heap of, whole heap of content, which is really exciting. And um, we had demos from the likes of the folding lady. Um, mm. uh, we had uh, lots of different uh, sessions uh, with the likes of Lindsay Queen of Clean, who some people might be familiar with. Um, and yeah, some really important things were discussed as well as your kind of typical tips and tricks. Um, but we're looking forward to delivering more of those uh, in October. But yeah, cleanandtidyhomeshow.com. Um, have a look there. Tickets can be purchased and they're £10 for the day or £15 for the weekend. Um, so we've really made sure that we're, we're keeping it as accessible as, as possible. Yeah. So it's for, for everybody. That is, I was expecting like £50. I'm not going to lie. So yeah, that's incredibly reasonable. And I'm deaf. I have a very big dog and he likes to be outside. So I'm definitely going to go like getting like you walk in the house. You're like, dude, Hunter, come here. You need to wipe. And you're literally stand there trying to wipe his feet and he's having none of it. So if, if I can watch that video and I get my dog wiping his feet when he walks into the house, I will be forever grateful and I will owe you the biggest favor of my life because that would be chaos. Um, I think that's awesome. The last thing I'd like to ask you is kind of three knowledge bombs. It can be your biggest cleaning tips. It can be your biggest starting running an event tip, running a business, being a mum, managing being a mum, wife, friend, potentially, I don't know if you're a sister as well, as well as a business owner. And I oh, know you are because you mentioned your sister Lottie, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> um, yeah, how do you like, yeah, three knowledge bombs. It can be anything of those topics, just three things that you think if, if any, if they, people take anything away from this, three knowledge bombs. So the first has to be, be kind. 
you never know you never know the interactions you're going to have and where they're, they're going to do you know be proud of how you interact with people I think has got to be my first one um the second one will be something that I've struggled with is accept help whether that be in the home um or indeed in your business mm-hmm. um and I also think the point to yourself um mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's got to be it you know whether that's the expectations that you've got um of yourself um and I think, you know, my, the journey that I've been on with starting the business has had its bumps, you know, the kind of trusted in the process. Um, but just given myself permission to either change, change direction or, or mix things up or, you know, have a moment with a glass of, a glass of wine, just to, you know, recompose or whatever it needs to be, um, yeah. I think important. So, yeah, I know kindness has been kind of a, a big theme there, but I think overarching, I think those, those would be those would be my three. Yeah, I mean, I think the general consensus of this podcast has been be kind to yourself and to others. And I think that's a great message. I think that people have lost that. And I think, yeah, I couldn't agree more. But thank you very much for uh, for being on. I'll put all of the, the socials and the website and everything in the show notes and stuff so people can access that. I am definitely going to go watch that dog video. My word, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. I'm going to go home tonight and be like, Hunter, we are practicing <laughs> this until you get it right. <laughs> wait to see. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be fuming. I, I, he's, he's about, he weighs about 50, 52 kilos. He's a big, 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 he's as big as a human, sometimes bigger than most humans. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, and he's quite stubborn. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for being on. Um, and yeah, you never know. You might, I, as far as I'm aware, I'm available that weekend, so I might have yeah. to, I might have to get a train down to to London. It's not far from Cambridge, and and come and learn some bits. It'll be interesting to learn and to see and to meet yourself and, and other people. So yeah, um, I'll put all the stuff in the show notes. Thank you again so much for being on. It was an amazing episode, Penny. Um, first episode as well, which was absolutely class. Um, and yeah, all the best for the event. Fingers crossed for the twelve thousand people and no train strikes. <laughs> thank you so much for having me it's been really lovely talking to you yes thank you so much for being on take care